Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Under the Fig Tree. Today, Ms. Gonzalez and I are talking about our experience with the ACE curriculum and how it changed our futures for the glorification of God. This is our very first episode. We're going to be having more conversations like this in the future, so make sure you follow us and tune in as we talk about our testimonies on the very first episode of Under the Fig Tree. Hey, Mom. Um, Hi, Blaine. <laughs> this is weird. This mm-hmm. is, it's so weird to be in the middle of doing a podcast now for um, the, the school. The school that, like, it's a different name now. But, like, I went to school in, in desks just like these, classrooms just like these, scored at a table just like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's weird now. Uh, I, I do social media promotion for people who don't know. I do social media promotion for our church um, and uh, and having done social media promotion for the church, I'm able to like take those skills and apply those here. Um, But fundamentally, like, I don't think uh, we're trying to promote the school. I mean, in a way, I guess. But but certainly I think uh, our desire in starting a podcast like this is uh, to glorify God and to put on display like the really cool things that are happening uh, in your school. Do you, do you agree? Amen. Yes. Talk a little bit about the ways that you see like God work in your school on a regular basis. Hmm. Well, often when I see something going on, like a problem, um, whether it be between some students or just ineffectivity in the classroom, then I will start praying about it. And through the paces through the character building, uh, through devotions, you know, God is sovereign and he always seems to uh, shine a light in those areas and start working Mm. those things out. And so um, that's the privilege and the benefit uh, that I get from working here is that this is God's school and I desire for him to be glorified in this school. And so um, sometimes I just sit back and let him, uh, take control. Are you excited to be starting a podcast together? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but very nervous. <laughs> There's no need to be nervous. Uh, and I'm quite, uh, sure the parents and, and students at your school would, would, uh, agree with me that, uh, we're excited to like be able to talk about. Um, I am. Cause I don't think that most people really understand what goes on. All yeah. Here. Yeah. I agree with that. It is kind of, it's super different from mm-hmm. the way that like an average mm-hmm. uh, public school works, like a public school setting. Like I think most teachers, uh, most people, whenever they think like a kid at a school, they're thinking a bunch of students in a classroom learning from a teacher who's like at the, the front of the t- classroom, mm-hmm. you know, verbally mm-hmm. communicating information to the students. Mm-hmm. Um Kind of give us an idea of what the average workday looks like uh, here at Friendship and and how that looks really different from what public school is. Well, the students arrive and they go straight to their office and begin working and um, they grade any homework that they have from the previous night. 
and they just kind of start getting those pages that they did for homework caught up, graded, and um, and then they get started. They uh, set goals, which I'm sure a lot of people aren't familiar with, but they literally determine for themselves what pages in their books they're going to do each day based on a criteria that we set, you know, at the beginning of the year, a, a based on grade and level, you know, how many pages they would need to do, but they set their goals and they begin working on those goals. So they have a whole lot of control over, um, what they do first, Mm. what they, um, what, how fast they work, you know, determines whether or not that they will have homework. And so, um, so that is different, you know, than um, because other they're, schools. They're actually learning the material for themselves. Like you don't, yes. you don't actively work to teach them. Yes, I'm. I'm literally just facilitating the classroom. I'm not running the classroom, and so as uh, so, we really uh, the classroom's very quiet. We may have some praise music playing, but they begin working and uh, work for about an hour and a half, and then uh, we ring the bell. That first uh, work period in the morning is a little bit longer. And Mm -hmm. so then once we ring the bell, then I greet them. They turn around and we have a little bit of opening exercises, we call them, Mm -hmm. where we have some devotion and we do uh, some character training. Uh, We go through uh, character skills that we uh, that are reinforced in the paces. And then we uh, have prayer and prayer, prayer requests and announcements, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. And they have a break. After break, they come back and have another hour that they work before lunch and then uh, another hour after that before P.E. So um, altogether, they have about four and a half hours of uh, work time. And like working through like like booklets that have like reading information. But all of that is broken up by lots of breaks and uh, playtime and times for them to be social and get Mm. together and, you know. So, but that's pretty much what our day is like. Yeah. um, And what we're talking about a lot today is each one of our testimonies. Both of us uh, actually grew up in AC schools. That's our curriculum, in case we haven't said accelerated Christian education. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of us grew up in AC schools. Actually, this school. uh, Yeah, this school. Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, it was called, what was it called whenever you went? Uh, originally it was called living. No, originally it was called new beginning new Christian beginning, Academy right. yeah. and started on Concord. <laughs> wow. And then we moved here to one Oh five further down off Tolliver canal. It was living waters. Right. And now we, uh, are here at friendship, but it's been the same like progression of the people who were running your school, uh, whenever you went in the 80s. Yes, okay. Pastor Benny Thomas, <laughs> okay. and uh, then uh, Pastor Casey Zimmerman took it over, and mm. now Brother Holder here at this church, mm. uh, Friendship. But it's been a continuation. Like like you run the school, mm-hmm. and you inherited running the school from the last person who ran the school. Yes, and so yes, it's been a continuation, a legacy really of of decades. Yes, of- about. Over forty years now, That's ACE crazy. has uh, um, is in its fiftieth year, I believe. Wow! And so we uh, oh, so this it, it school was new whenever you started. It was very new, and mm. this school is uh, um, is very much um, you know an extension of ACE. You know, mm. because um, from its beginning, we've just about been around almost that long. Mm. So yeah, we're talking about our testimonies today, and we're talking about the way that because the ACE system is is so different from public school, uh, I think each one of us had a really different experience with engaging with the curriculum in a really positive and beneficial way. 
uh, something that we didn't find or didn't have in public school. So can you talk a little bit about what your experience was like starting at an AC school from a public school and how that, that really helped you, why you either liked it or didn't like it? Mm-hmm. When I came from public school to ACE, to uh, I had a lot what I call holes in my education mm-hmm. um, where I would um, perhaps in English understand 80% of it, but was lost where diagramming might be concerned Mm -hmm. or had no idea what a direct object was or Mm -hmm. an indirect object. And so... And that's what... I just... I can't get over the public school system because it it is really... As as great as public school is and it is a tremendous, like I said, especially government, you know, resource for people who who need public education. Education fundamentally changes kids' lives uh, psychologically and, and financially. Kids who have a better education... Uh, go on to succeed more uh, in the future. So public school is great, but it it has these really noticeable flaws. Like if you don't know what an indirect object is in English, like starting in fourth grade, once you get to fifth, sixth, seventh grade, they're they're not going back over what an indirect object is. Right. That was the problem is as I progressed and Mm. had these holes in my learning, I just was kind of stuck. I had no ability to do well Mm. because I had too many holes in my learning. And so um, if my mom had been able to be aware that those were the areas that I was having trouble with, then... um, Maybe she could like work with you at home or like or got, got a tutor. A tutor. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, those things just were never understood well, or found out. Well, and I mean, whenever your parent has so little engagement with the material that you're actually mm-hmm. learning, I mm-hmm. mean, like the average, I think, public school parent probably doesn't even understand, you know, in science what what lessons they're learning about mm-hmm. the world, much less. And they like, assume that the school has this yeah. and that they're yeah. uh, they're covering all the bases. Mm. And though they try, you know, if you have a child that's struggling, um, you know, when you're when I was teaching uh, in a traditional classroom, you're teaching that mainstream of students. And there's always some that are struggling in areas that you have a hard time keeping Mm -hmm. them caught up because um, it's just impossible for one person to to do it. And And so and to be pulling up like you have 40 kids in your class, mm -hmm. they're all at a slightly different level. And to be pulling up Mm -hmm. like individuals in the class. There's just, there's no way you're struggling to keep up with the state mandated curriculum as it is. There's that group that are excelling quicker than you can provide, um, you know, a challenge for them. Mm. And then there's that group that is struggling and you just don't have enough time in a day um, to, to keep them caught up and, uh, to challenge the ones that are in the mainstream, you know, it's very challenging for teachers. And so, Mm. um, so that's what I where I found myself, especially in math and English. I and, was really and struggling. Right. And that's right, because you had, even now, like after you, you graduated, you have experience teaching in a public school system, mm-hmm. in, in a public mm-hmm. school setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only have you like had the, the experience of like being a student in a public school system, mm-hmm. you've taught mm-hmm. on the other side of it mm-hmm. in a public mm-hmm. school system. So what, what really was, was different about ACE that immediately made you made you feel like it was filling in those holes? Well, when I came here... Um, I came here in my uh, sophomore year, Mm. and um, I immediately saw that as I began to do the paces, like in math, this is great for decimals, but I have no idea how to do fractions. Mm. And so um, 
being able to call my teacher to me one-on-one privately Mm. uh, was very beneficial for me because I was the type of student that might raise my hand a time, maybe two, and say, I still don't get this. Because you're in a classroom full of 40 people. It's embarrassing. Yes. And so I just wasn't going to get it. Mm. Where here, I didn't mind calling her time and time again, if that's what need be. And that's what needed to be for me. We spent lots of time, Mrs. Ferguson and I, doing uh, lots of math. Mm. And so she began begin to fill in those holes for me and begin to catch me up so that I could progress um, more easily. And it, it might sound like, cause I'm, I'm about to say, I'm about to talk about how, duh, like, like that's such a, a, a better system to let each student like worry about educating themselves with all the stuff that they can, that they, they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever they don't have it, you know, having this, like the teacher's sole responsibility is working to, mm-hmm. to pull those students up. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's fantastic. Uh, what I was going to say is it, it, it's going to sound like we're doing this just to promote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to promote yeah. friendship or just to promote ACE. Mm-hmm. And, and while that's true to an extent, like, like mm-hmm. we do want to, we mm-hmm. uh, would love for your students to come and, and be here. It's not because we, we, want your money or need your money or whatever mm-hmm. it's because this legitimately is such a superior such a a well-tailored mm-hmm. education system mm-hmm. that i can't help but mm-hmm. but be like yeah duh of course it should mm-hmm. work that way mm-hmm. like it's it just is so specifically tailored to making sure that like comprehension is the goal instead of i think a lot of like public school can become become i think a lot of public school can become about you gotta the star test is coming up we gotta get mm-hmm. you we gotta help you learn if it's a multiple choice roll out the ones that you don't know and so you start teaching kids skills for like how to pass a test Mm -hmm. which really isn't educating them Mm -hmm. about their world and their life and Mm -hmm. the skills that they're going to need in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so ACE you know it does sound like we're promoting Mm -hmm. uh the only reason why it sounds like that is because we legitimately do see this as as oh I believe in it affected us Mm -hmm. on on a really fundamental different level i saw the um you know the result that it had in my own life Mm. not only in helping me um i don't know i'm sure i would have had to take some summer school courses as i started getting up in those last few years of schooling and everything started catching up with me that i didn't know and i was in higher levels where they were not reteaching that stuff i began to really do poorly and Mm. struggle and so um I'm sure I would have graduated, but I probably still would have had those holes in my learning, you know, and so then college would have been extremely hard. So so the privilege of coming here and getting those holes filled Mm -hmm. in helped me tremendously once I got to college. But, you know, I found God here. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. um, that was, of course, the biggest benefit more than the education was that the pace is cinched in my mind who Christ was in my life and what he was doing in my life. Mm. And, um, and I began to be discipled through the paces and the, you know, chapel times and devotions in the morning. And so I really was able to not only cinch up my education, but also my spiritual, what I believed. And, mm. mm. uh, yeah, I know that I know what that looks like because I went through the system, but mm-hmm. describe for people who maybe aren't familiar how specifically like the paces helped you understand who Jesus was or understand the Bible better? The paces are all geared to the kids learning level. And mm. so the characters that are in the paces from the beginning, characters, uh, characters like 
AC uh That's right, because they have like a little comic strips yes. in, in the middle of like the learning pages. Mm-hmm. You'll get a comic strip talking about like let's say at the beginning of every page they assign a Bible verse mm-hmm. and a character trait. Mm-hmm. And so the comic strip exemplifies like a character trait. That they're that teaching they, in that yeah. particular pace. Gotcha. Every pace teaches uh, scripture. Mm-hmm. It teaches their uh, academics, you know, that they're going to get in that book. And then it also teaches a character skill throughout the pace. So maybe, um, say, the character skill that it's teaching is being loyal mm-hmm. and um, or perseverant mm-hmm. or kind um, or meek. Mm-hmm. Um And then as you go, let's say you're doing an English pace, as you go along and you're learning direct objects and you've got 20 sentences to pick the direct objects out of, uh, the sentences are forming a lesson um, if you wove them together, maybe about uh, Abraham Lincoln and and Mm. how he was loyal. Mm. And so the sentences, number one, connects to number two, connects to number three and tells a – a, a story about Abraham Lincoln and how he was loyal. And so they're very subtle, you know, how mm-hmm. they um, put all of that together to form for you, um, the, you know, s- educate you in every way possible that I'm learning the Bible through this. I'm learning character through this. I'm also learning direct objects through this. There's nothing left, you know, they've they've filled in the gaps in every way possible to educate you on every level. Mm. Those characters grow with the students from the time they're little, the characters are little oh. and uh, starting. So like you're in fourth grade work. And so the characters, the characters are like will fourth be fourth graders. graders. Oh, yeah. That's cool. If uh, you're in pre-K, they're going to be in pre-K, yeah. you know? And so when you begin, begin, when you get to the level of being a, um, a sophomore or a junior, then they are dealing with sophomore and junior, you know, age problems. And mm. so they grow with them. And, um, and so that's, uh, interesting and neat because they, uh, experience real life problems, you know, and they all go to an ACE school just mm-hmm. like, uh, you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they all struggle just like you do with, uh, scoring and, uh, understanding and, um, mm being a good uh, Christian example in life. And um, some are totally against living that type of lifestyle and also, some are not. Like, there's like uh, some characters who are like bad examples yes. to like yes. see what not to do, like how yes. not to live. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. So it's very, it's very um, chalked full of a, a character and Bible training. Hmm. Um, so, that was very extremely beneficial for me because mm-hmm. I had not had a lot of that training previously. Uh, and and having been really beneficial to you, of course, whenever you had kids, uh, you look to enroll them in an ACE curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's really fascinating about the system, uh, one of it, it's like absolute strength that whenever it's lived into completely is, is a huge strength, mm-hmm. but can be really frustrating is it, makes you the individual student very accountable for mm-hmm. their own success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, like there are teachers, so like students who are struggling, students who uh, are not paying attention or whatever. Uh, there, there are teachers who are in the classroom who are constantly working to, to get them to, to focus and, and to uh, call them to account, uh, to hold them like to a high standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because the student is responsible so much for their own success, Whenever a student is not living into uh, like a self-disciplined, you know, education, self-education, 
then they can have a really difficult time with the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not ever a really great student. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> you were probably my worst student. <laughs> oh, no. uh, <laughs> of all I was, times. I was not a great student. I was really bad. Uh, <laughs> because I just fundamentally, I uh, didn't want to pay attention. I didn't care. And so I sit at my desk and and doodle and draw and stuff instead of, you know, actually engaging with the material and making sure I was getting my goals done. And I think that that reality defines a lot of students. Mm -hmm. And and so I think some parents might feel like, oh, man, my my kid is slipping behind because now – they're being held to a high standard and they might not be, they might not be able to meet that standard. Uh, and I would say to any parent who like is, uh, has enrolled their child in an ACE school or is thinking about enrolling their child in an ACE school that coming from, from one of those kids who was determined not to do the right thing in school, AC affected me, uh, on a really fundamental visceral level, uh, that, I, I would have never gotten in public school uh, just because I was held to that standard continuously, not just in the school by you, my teacher, <laughs> not just in the school uh, by my multiple teachers, not just you. Uh, uh, I wasn't just held to that high standard in the school. I was held to that high standard like at home, you know, because you were there at home. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get away from I me. I couldn't. But uh, my I had the tremendous blessing of having parents who were dedicated to having a real stake in my upbringing and my education. And because I had that system so modeled to me at home, but then also at school every day, you know, I, I understand the reality of like like setting – reasonable goals every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I still to this day will mm-hmm. be at my job. Mm-hmm. I have to make, you know, advertisement videos or whatever. And I write for the day. I'll open up a little notebook and I write, I got to make this video. I got to make this video. I got to make this video. I'm going to make this one before 10. I'm going to make this one before one. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's setting your goals. It's yes. exactly what, what I learned at ACU. Yes. And whenever I like cross off those goals at work, whenever I cross them off at school, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It gives you like a confidence boost. You are better equipped to like succeed more in the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I mean, I shudder to think if those really negative attributes, uh, not, and not to say, you know, uh, I was not a great learner. I was not disciplined in school. I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm a bad kid because I, I wouldn't want to impose that, that, label on any other kid who might be struggling sure. in an AC school. Sure. But there are kids who legitimately struggle to hold themselves accountable mm-hmm. and being part of a system that is continually reinforcing those standards, even whenever you're not living up to them yourself, mm-hmm. uh, like drills into your brain that this is the standard. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of like having the standard lowered so that I can meet it easier, mm-hmm. the, I just knew this is the definition of excellence. This is the definition of what it means mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I I knew that whenever I didn't live up to that, that was my fault and not, not my teacher's fault, not my parents' fault. That was, that was me. I was the one with the pace every day. I was the one choosing to do something else mm-hmm. instead of not working in the, in the pace. And not to knock creativity in children because you're For very sure. creative and very many I mean, students. Here, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and very many students are that way. Yeah. That, um, 
perhaps in their job, in their future. They're not going to be uh, in a setting where they are being, uh, you know, uh, studious, mm. you know, where they're being more creative. Um, and, um, and that's what you're doing now. Mm. But I just felt strongly um, as your mother and teacher, and um, I feel that way about most students, that they um, they still need to learn that there is a time when you do need to sit down and uh, do your work and do it the way it's been expected of you to do it because you're going to have a job one day, you know, where things uh, are expected of you. I'm sure that you have paperwork and I'm sure that you have things that uh, you have to do that you'd rather not do mm. and being taught that I do have to do the things that even are, these are not my favorite way to go about doing things. Yeah. And these are not uh, in my mind, the most productive way for me to learn and and I'm going to just follow directions and do what I'm asked because throughout life, you're going to have to uh, be able to do that. Mm. And and what was so beneficial to me is it held me to that standard like mm-hmm. that, but it did it in a really Christian way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's one thing to hold a kid to a standard, uh, uh, you know, a secular standard, mm-hmm. but to say this is the model of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is what it means mm-hmm. to, to live out our relationship with God on a daily basis is to strive to, to put to death the impulses and desires of my flesh mm-hmm. and to work for, for excellence and honoring of God and my parents and my Amen. community. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know because I was held to that standard for my entire life. And because I was held to that st- standard in a really Christian way, uh, the standard was Christ like, behavior mm-hmm. and because and because that was the standard i firmly believe i i, I was very scientifically minded as a mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. and i really struggled for a lot of uh my adolescence and my faith uh with questions of like uh, where did dinosaurs come from and mm-hmm. and how old is the earth and can i really be certain that uh we're, uh, we're recording this the day before easter literally yes <laughs> can i be certain that jesus rose from the dead mm-hmm. you know and because I grew up really uh, uh, questioning a whole lot like that, I went through a period where I was like, yeah, none of this is, none of this is valuable. None, none of this has answers for me. And I really think that, that such a psychological foundation was laid uh, to show me this is the standard of success. Though like, even whenever I was working in the world in a really secular way, I wasn't involved in a church. I wasn't involved in my relationship with God at all. Even whenever I was working in the world in a really secular way, I still like it, almost like in the background of my thinking, I still understood that successful behavior meant Christ-like behavior. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I became an adult, whenever I uh, had a crazy supernatural experience, we can talk about that in another episode, <laughs> had a crazy supernatural experience with God under that called tree. me under a tree. That's right. That called me to... Uh, take my relationship with him more seriously, I was so able to recognize the voice of God mm-hmm. then and in the rest of my life because I heard that voice growing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. All, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's the, the stability and change of future. Whenever we say our mission statement is uh, partnering with parents to educate and disciple children mm-hmm. um, so that, that so that we can change their future to I t- glorify God. I tell God. them all the time. If you yeah. leave here and you are a great mathematician, mm. you know everything there is to know about English. Mm. That'll be great. Mm. But if you leave here with a closer walk with Jesus, then I will 
feel like, you know, my job is done. And, and that's what our system is designed to mm-hmm. do. And, and they're going to get math. Does. They're going to get English yeah. if they want it, yeah. if they have character. Literally, literally. Yes. Um, the system is so designed to uh, push you towards God in every facet mm-hmm. of your life that, that you can recognize his work in the future, even yes. whenever you might not be totally mm-hmm. uh, involved that way. So uh, that is it. that is the way that we talk about like character mm-hmm. at our school is is a more Christ-like behavior, and we work to like uh, model character for our mm-hmm. students, and we work to like help them understand what character is. So that's going to be our entire next episode uh, mm-hmm. next week. We're going to be talking a lot about character and how we work to uh, hold. Um, our students to a high standard of character mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But uh, this is the end of our, our very first episode. How do you wow. think it went? <laughs> I think that it went better than I thought it would go. I was very nervous. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I, I'm, I'm glad. I think that it went really well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the future. Um, if you're excited for the, about the future too, uh, you should subscribe. Uh, we have a brand new podcast. You can subscribe there. Uh, you might be watching this on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or something. Uh, follow us because we're going to be posting more of this kind of stuff in the future. Uh, not to, you know, like I said, not to promote our business, not to uh, get, get more followers or whatever, but simply because uh, we're hoping that you are a parent or uh, a, a student in, in an ACE system. Um, and, and our desire is to help you better take hold of the really beneficial attributes of our curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, the really beneficial attributes of the really beneficial attributes of how we do school every day. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want that to uh, follow and, and stay tuned because we're going to be doing a lot more of this in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. My heart is to help students grow closer to the Lord. And I just feel like that this might not only do that, but encourage, like you said, students that are in AC schools that are thinking, I'm the only one in this little Mm. tiny school, Mm. that there's just hundreds of thousands of little schools like this everywhere doing this ACE curriculum. And um, so this this is a great tool for them to see their strength in numbers. We are big and we are uh, powerful because we have Christ in us. Mm. Amen. This has been episode one of Under the Fig Tree. Thank you for listening. And make sure you come back next week for our conversation on biblical character and how the ACE curriculum is uniquely designed to help your student understand better who Jesus is. We want to engage with you. The whole reason why we do this podcast is to help parents and students take better hold of their education and future for the glorification of God. So reach out to us on our website at friendshipchristianacademy.com contact and send us a message with your questions or comments and we'll read them and discuss them here on the podcast in the future. We're so excited to do this more. Make sure you follow us so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And our prayer is that our conversation today will have led you into better understanding Christ. If you were blessed by this episode of Under the Fig Tree, share this episode on social media or with your friends or leave a review on iTunes below to help our podcast reach even more people for God's glory and for a change in students' future.